Welcome into Texas High School Hysteria as we celebrate the biggest stories in Texas, past and present. Be sure to subscribe. It's my pleasure to be joined by arguably the greatest Dallas ISD coach in state history. The one, the only Jason Todd, the head coach of the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears. Every time he opens up his mouth, he's making history. So great to have you on the show. And uh, boy, every time I look up, it seems like you're walking around on red carpets and you're in parades. None of that gets old, does it? Uh, no, no. And, uh, I'm very thankful for you having me on here, too. Uh, you know, it means a lot. So tell me, when you do all these parades, you always look so ultra cool to me. Do you do you practice your wave when you're in these parades and stuff to the fans? No, no, not really. I don't practice it. You know, I just try to sit back, relax, and, you know, just have a good time and just let the moment, you know, be in the moment for a chance. You know, you know when you're trying to win state and you're going through the playoffs, you really don't have a chance to be in the moment because, you know, every time, everything's on the line every week. So, you know, it's a lot of panic involved with it also. You know, it's really amazing the elite company that you're in as a head coach. You know, you think about Randy Allen, one of the winningest coaches in the nation's history. You got Coach Buck, Tim Buchanan out there at Alito, who has a state record, 11 state championships now, and Sam Harrell over at Ennis. You guys are the only active coaches in North Texas that have gone back-to-back, -back, and you made history as the first ever African-American coach to pull that off. What does it mean to you to be mentioned with those guys and be the first to do something like that? Uh, you know, it means a lot, but, you know, it really hadn't set in yet. You know, I'm kind of still living in the moment, you know, and just kind of thinking about, you know, hey, what's next? You know, get ready for next season. So, you know, I think I have a, a lot of time to reflect on that, you know, later on down the line. But at the same time, you know, to be mentioned with those type of coaches, you know, uh, man, you know, that it, it, it means a lot. You know, it means we're doing something right over here. You know, I look at that magical run uh, of 2021 and getting that first state championship. And then you start the year at 0-3. And, and people forget that that was a pretty tough schedule early on as it played yeah. out. You had losses against two 6A teams that went on to win state championships on the highest level in the Lone Star State, talking about DeSoto and Duncanville. And Lancaster was the other loss. But what were you thinking back then? Because you didn't even really know who your quarterback was. Did you think that that team – at 0 and 3 was going going to go on and win a state championship? Uh I think we found ourselves, you know, as far as just offense uh in the second half of that DeSoto game, which was the third game. And I think that uh kind of allowed us to establish our identity going forward, you know, as far as we're going to be a running team this year. Uh I think we kind of needed that, you know, cuz for us coaches and players, you know, to stop living in the past, to stop living on last year's success. You know, it was kind of humbling but at the same time you know, we weren't uh, we weren't frustrated. You know, we weren't like uh, the season's over. We understood the big pitch, and we knew we played those type of teams to prepare us for the playoffs. It's not an easy thing to do. Uh, you're just an unbelievable motivator and, and an incredible coach. But how do you keep the kids together in that mm -hmm. moment when they're looking up and they're thinking, man, we're 0-3, and we're the defending state champions? Uh, you know, like I just said, you know, basically, you know, those kids, they knew who we were playing against. You know, they've been playing against these guys all in high school. A lot of them played together in little league teams. So, you know, it was a lot of mutual respect for the teams that we opened up with. And, you know, it was a lot of crosstown rivalry, a lot of trash talk going on. But at the same time, you know, like I told them, you know, people, you know, you're going to, we didn't beat DeSoto. We didn't beat Duncanville or Lancaster this year. 
But our biggest goals are still ahead of us, and it's all about making sure we're in the playoffs. And uh, as long as you win in December, nobody remembers about September and August. So, you know, we just kind of kept the main thing the main thing and stayed focused on the ultimate goal, which was to get back to AT&T. Yeah, and I think about that uh, offense that you had. You know, you had – obviously, uh, you were trying to find a quarterback at that time, but a lot of your offensive weapons were getting injured along the way. Yes. You were banged up pretty much all year on offense and guys playing, you know, far from 100%. How were you able to weather all that? Uh, we we kind of put it on, on uh, defense and offensive line. You know, we, we kind of put the season uh, – I talked to those guys after the Lancaster game and told them that we were going to go as far as those guys up front were going to take us. And, uh, you know, our motto was was to play good special teams, play great defense, and be able to run the football. Looking at your quarterback, what a straight, uh, what a story William Little is, who played big on the big stage. I mean, he had his yes. game of his life in the state championship game. Technically, he was your third string quarterback, only played two uh, of the first five games in the season. Uh, talk about his story and how he was able to persevere and have the game of his life under the brightest of lights at AT&T Stadium. Uh, the first thing, I, I think he never got down on himself, you know, and he, and he never got, uh, he never jumped out the bandwagon and it, it made it about him, you know, when he wasn't a starter. You know, he stayed locked in. He attended practice every day. You know, he was, a, you know, he was committed in practice. You know, he was committed in going to the film study with the quarterbacks every day. And, uh, you know, in that room, you know, they were kind of like a tight-knit group. But at the same time, you know, each one of them had a strength. And I think Will's strength ended up falling in place at the right time toward the end of the season. You know, he's a guy that had been, had been around, knew, you know, knew the offense. And uh, I think in those moments in the playoffs, the kids believed in Will, and Will delivered when he was called upon. And I kind of say, you know, that's what a lot of kids need to do sometimes. It's not about where you start. Sometimes it's about, you know, staying committed and finishing strong. Yeah, and I think defensively, I, I, you know, the one thing that really jumped out at me was the state semifinals game against Argyle. Todd Rogers always has that offense humming. I mean, they usually put up 500 yards of total offense in, in every game. And you guys shut them down with that amazing defense that you have to just yeah. two field goals. How are you able to do that in the final four? Uh, you know, the big thing I say, we make people play our game, you know. If you look at a lot of their competitive games that went down to the wild, you know, it's 55, 49, and, you know, a bunch of shootout-style uh, games. You know, well, we make it a heavyweight championship fight, and you're going to have to get in there and, and, and kind of, you know, slug it out with us, and that's playing our game. And we can keep that score down and make it kind of like how Baltimore Ravens do, you know, make it a winnable game for us by our defense, you know, and make sure good special teams. Because our special teams and our punter, you know, he put the defense in some great positions. Well, if we didn't have a good punt, a lot of times, you know, the defense, it would have affected the defense a lot. But, you know, our defense is great, phenomenal this year. And uh, we're looking for them to build on to be even better next year. Yeah, and I think about some of the standouts on that defense. Uh, Malik Muhammad, who's going off uh, to the University of Texas, and Billy Walton, who did big things, probably the most feared pass rusher in the state. What made those kids so special, and why did they stand out? Uh. You know, when you talk about that entire defense of those senior group, you know, those guys have been, you know, been, been through the gauntlet. You know, a lot of those guys were thrown in the fire as youngsters and sophomores. And, uh, you know, and they had to get beat up some early, you know, by the Duncanvilles and, and some of those top teams that we played. But I think those guys were always elite competitors, and those guys were elite athletes. And as they continued to develop and got older, you know, they showed that they were those caliber kids as they, you know, got to this senior year. And like I tell a lot of team, uh, a lot of people, 
you know, that senior class uh, that just graduated from South Oak Cliff, they haven't lost to a lot of people. Uh, you know, and mainly the, the most, the, the team we lost to the most was Duncanville, you know, whether they were on freshman JV or varsity. So, you know, this class was a winning class, uh, the most, uh, probably the most successful class in DISD history. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's an accomplishment in itself. You know, it says a lot about your program. When I look at Malik Muhammad and his situation, he was at IMG Academy in Florida and won a national championship, but he wanted to come home and he wanted yes. to play for you. What does yes. that say about your program? Because when he made that decision, you weren't a state champion at that time before going back to back. No, you know, and it was all about, uh, I think all the cards fell in line, you know, the way they were supposed to fall in line. And, uh, you know, I think he got down there and he realized that going to IMG is a great thing. But at the end of the day, you know, that, that won't make you a legend in the city of Dallas, Texas. And uh, coming back along with the rest of his teammates and family members, you know, uh, they were committed on winning state, and then they ended up winning it twice. You know, so, you know, like they said at the end of the game, you know, those guys feel like they're immortals, you know, that that will live on in Dallas history for, the, you know, as long as Dallas is uh, existing. One thing, too, that really jumps out to me is – thinking about your postseason run to that state championship and going back-to-back -back and still champion is the fact yes. that four of the six games were decided by one score. And you look at the state championship game against Port Natchez Groves, you guys are down 17-5, to and then you go on a 29-0 run to win. And really it was the story of your season where your kids always persevered no matter what the situation was and got over the top. How do you think you were able to do that in all those close games and still be the victor? I think, uh, first of all, we never panicked. Uh, our staff has a lot of chemistry with each other, a lot of cohesiveness. So the kids never saw the coaches panic, and the coaches were able to go relay a message in order for what we needed to do to improve, you know, and come out on top in those type of situations. Uh, like I tell a lot of people, being down is, is is never a bad thing. It's about staying down. And what our kids always found a way to do was, whenever we were down, they found a way to claw back and get back on top. And we tell them it's a four-quarter game. You know, if you win for two quarters, that's great. You know, uh, and it goes back to the Frisco game a few years ago. We were up with 18 seconds left, and then they ran the kickoff back and, and scored the, uh, the game-winning field goal. And we were winning for a large portion of that game. But we, you know, we didn't finish the game as the winner. So our kids understand we got to play 48 minutes. And, you know, just somebody beat us for 36, you know, we still got more time on the clock to keep playing. Yeah, it really seems like once you got over that hump of Frisco in the playoffs, there was no looking back uh, for yeah. this squad. And, and you go back to 2021. I mean, such a magical run. You know, the first Dallas ISD school to win a state championship uh, in 63 years, which is absolutely incredible. Now you have the most incredible target on your back. And, and I know you embrace that. You like that. But what do you do for an encore now with this great senior class moving on? Uh, you know, like I told the kids after the game, uh, the only class that can top in the history of Dallas, what this class has just done is the 24 class. So, you know, I, you know, you know, they kind of passed the mountain to those guys and they're supposed to keep this playoff streak winning, you know, going, uh, you know, we're on a 12 game playoff winning streak, you know, to be in uh, consideration with the South Lakes and, you know, the Highland Parks and teams like that, you know, those guys won deep in the playoffs and that kind of helps build your entire program because then the freshmen, JV players, they get a lot more practice time than the average high school kid. So, you know, it's all about just the culture of South Oak Cliff has changed. And uh, also, I mark what we're trying to do is change the culture of Dallas ISD football at the same time. It's not just about soccer. 
You know, we want, you know, some of these other schools to be competitive. So maybe we can play them in the regional finals one day. Yeah. And speaking of your area, it is really wild that the Dallas Fort Worth area has been able to sweep all four of the largest classification titles in the Lone Star State. And three of the four are within 12 miles of each other with DeSoto, yeah. Duncanville, and you guys. What is going on in South Dallas right now where the best football in maybe the nation is being played right there in South Dallas? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think if, if you really go back and look at it, you know, all these uh, – you know, all these kids are somehow connected. You know, those guys that are across the freeway at Duncanville and DeSoto, you know, and those places were former people of DISD, you know, that, that that's just kind of migrated through time. So, you know, we're all connected and everybody knows everybody, you know. So I think it's just, you know, it's, it's what it's always been very competitive. I think it's no different from back in the 70s, you know, when it was South Oak Cliff, Roosevelt, and Carter were dominant. But the bad part then was only one team could go to the playoffs, you know, and so it was a lot of great teams that probably could have contended for a state title that didn't even get the opportunity, but just, you know, just because of how the playoff format was set up then. So, you know, what we're able to do here, what those guys are able to do across the freeway, you know, over there, I, I think it's a, a testament to the great communities, great coaching staffs and administration. Well, your good friend and your mentor, Reginald Samples over at Duncanville, finally, finally got over the hump and got that elusive title uh, I know he's meant so much for you. You coached under him at Skyline 14 years. Uh, what were your thoughts about your good friend finally getting that championship? Uh, you know, I, I was real happy for him. You know, uh, he's been through a lot and he's helped, you know, produce a lot of great young men that that develop into grown men that are now we're leading kids. Uh, so, you know, it was just a true testament. I wanted him to get it, you know, just so people could take that asterisk off his back. You know, they all try to say, oh, but he never won a title. Well, he has now, and look like he's trying to gun for two. So, you know, like I tell the kids over here, we, you know, they, they won behind us. We can't let them tie it up with us again. You know, South Oak Cliff, you know, we need to get to three before they can get to two. <laughs> you know, <it's laughs> what, what have you learned the most from the 300-game winner and now state champion? Uh, hard work. You know, I, by, by far, the number one thing I can always say about Coach Samples is, is hard work, you know, and just being locked in and also – understanding kids and how to relate to kids and understand that this is a kid driven business. Those are some of the main things that I picked up from him, but hard work and it's all about the kids. You have been such a trailblazer in this business. And it's, it's been a lot of fun for me personally uh, to watch your success and, and seeing that success in the inner city. Uh, it's such a big message to the entire state. And if not the whole country that you can do and do whatever you want to do in the inner city and accomplish that. Um, is it more than just football uh, winning those state championships, uh, being able to get this done at South Oak Cliff? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's way bigger than football. You know, like I tell these kids all the time, you know, this will be something they remember about, uh, uh, you know, for a long time, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's going to be, a, it's going to open up a lot of avenues for other things in life, you know, and your football career is only going to be a short amount of time. And, uh, I always tell them to use football as a vehicle to get them to other things in life, you know, because your friends, your wife, you know, uh, you know, you get married one day, your kids. Somehow when you look back over, if you treat the game right, the game always rewards you. You look back on your life and be like, man, a lot of this happened to me because of the sport of football. And people don't understand how powerful the game of football is. You know, it, it can make people that don't like each other all cheer for the same thing at the same time. So, you know, it's a lot of power in sports if we use it in the right way. So well said. Uh, I think one of my favorite moments 
watching the state championship games was you guys coming out of the tunnel in those Mecca helmets. I mean, that was yeah. absolutely spectacular. And, and I know that you've really embraced that. You've been a guy that embraces themes and the kids just jump on it. What yeah. does Mecca mean to you? Uh, Mecca, you know, it, it actually started, uh, you know, my grandfather was here. And, you know, I used to go look through all the yearbooks. And, you know, I, I you know when I started working, I started looking in the 60 yearbooks. And then you would see how fast. You know, South Oak Cliff went from 100% Caucasian school to 100% African-American school overnight. So really, it was the first school that uh, where integration first really started in Dallas. So when they go back to the Mecca, you know, I'm saying it's the Mecca because it's the home of integration in DISD. And, uh, you know, it was successful, you know, when it was uh, a Caucasian school, and it was also successful when it became African-American school. So, you know, that, that's why we kind of, said return of the Mecca because we're the home of, of integration in Dallas. I love that. You think about all those nationalities that have come through uh, yeah. that school and, and gone on to such successful things. It says a lot uh, yeah. about what you guys have been able to do there for over the years. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it means a lot to the kids. You know, they didn't really understand what it was about. You know, and then we also have a couple of, uh, like the Muhammad's, you know, a Muslim family. So, you know, that was the thing. I'm like, let's return, you know, return of the Mecca. You know, this on y'all back too. You know, just for the pilgrimage, you know, which has been these playoff runs. And I, I think what we've done here is phenomenal, but I think the best is yet to come. And it's so fun to watch all the fan support that you guys get. Uh, you have the biggest crowds come state championship weekend. There is no yeah. doubt about that. Talk about the community and how they've really embraced you, your coaching staff, and the kids to drive you guys to be the best that you can be. Uh, you know, the first thing I will always say, whether it's a community-based or if it's an NFL or college, everybody loves a winner. You know, so if you're winning, you know, you're going to always get some fans to come tag along with you. The thing about South Oak Cliff is they have a diehard alumni support that whether you're winning or losing, you know, one thing I can say, they they believe and they bleed gold and white. And, uh, you know, it was, it was good to always have that support. And then when we started winning, you get more guys to jump on. I think the biggest thing that made the difference for us was uh, the difference uh, for South Oak Cliff was we as a staff and as a team, we just didn't embrace the community that we're in. We made this thing a Dallas thing because a lot of us are from different areas in Dallas. So we wanted to get the whole entire city of Dallas behind us and not just keep it kind of segregated to just the Oak Cliff community. So we wanted everybody to be a part of this thing. And I think that was a big thing because everybody took some ownership in this. Everybody felt like they went to DISD, you know, and everybody just bought in and everybody was excited at the end of the day. There's no doubt about that. Everybody wants the shirts and they want yeah. a piece of it. They want to be a part of this whole thing. Now, as you look ahead and spring football is right around the corner, I know it never stops uh, for you and your staff as you prepare for the next year. Uh, nobody prepares like you, Coach Todd. Yes. Um, talk a little bit about what the thought process is for you as you go into spring football. You got your quarterback back. You got that great running back, Danny Green. You got some guys on defense. I know that senior yes. class is moving on. But what's your mindset as you go into spring football? Uh, it's kind of trying to grow up some guys, you know, grow up some good freshmen that we have, some good underclassmen that we have. Uh, see if some of those guys that were backups on varsity, are they ready to take the next step, you know, to be a starter at South Oak Cliff? So it's kind of just about just uh, making sure we're just kind of watering the grass, make sure everything is nurtured, and then we're going to see if they're ready to blossom. Uh, you know, we got some good kids. We'll be probably led by a linebacker court this year on defense. We got a lot of good guys returning to that position. Uh, like you said, uh, you know, we still have a fair amount of offensive linemen. We return a lot of our receivers back beside Randy Reese. Uh, 
Uh, you got the quarterback back. You got the running, you know, our main running back back. So, you know, we're in good hands, but it's all about these guys have to understand they have to go out and create their own identity this year, and the past is the past. Tell me about what kind of theme you come up with. What about that thought process? Because you always come up with something, and the kids just gravitate towards it, and then we see you celebrating it at AT&T Stadium. Man, you know, uh, to, to be honest with you, you know, I, I may just wake up in the morning sometimes, and, and you know, like when, when we were uh, on the first day run, you know, uh, I woke up before the Alito game. You know, it, you know, a lot on your mind because you're playing Alito. You know, and I'm just like, man, this is already written. Well, you know, I'm not finna worry. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So, you know, I just, you know, typed out that day as already written. You know, like the book is already written. Let's say I'll read and find out the story together. So, you know, we try to use different things that we go through. You know, be the pressure. People say there's a lot of pressure on us. You know, we say, no, we not the pressure. We apply the pressure. You know, we don't let pressure affect us. Uh, you know, kind of one of my personal slogans I came in for this year was, uh, you know, let's do it again. You know, kind of similar to the uh, Sidney Poitier, Bill Cosby, uh, <laughs> uh, old school movie. You yeah. know, so, so we just try to find catchy things, things that the kids will get behind. And what we do, we just kind of, you know, we're very active on social media. So we just push a lot of those narratives out there. You know, that's free marketing right there. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to see what you come up with. Thanks yeah. so much for doing this continued success and uh, please celebrate this a little bit, maybe with a lollipop, like after the first one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the first one, Freddie James, you know, uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of other great coaches. I want to pay honor to also like Charles Walton, coach Ricky Lewis, you know, coach Sam winning. He is, you know, guys that were monumental in my life and got me to the point, you know, where I'm at right now today. And I know those guys are proud of me, but I'm only a product of them. I'm just, you know, a branch of their tree. Is it okay that I say that you're the greatest Dallas ISD coach ever? Because you are. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, people going to put titles on you. They can debate LeBron and Jordan all they want. At the end of the day, you know, it's good for it's good for TV sales and, you know, things like that. But, yeah, I, I don't care, you know, until, you know, one of these guys on my staff, you know, get their own job and replace me at the top. You know, hey, that's what it's all about. Thanks so much for doing this, Coach. Always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, can't wait to see you go for that three-peat. Hey, and I know you'll be there with us. We're going to get get you to come out in the sock t-shirt too. <laughs> I am all over that. Okay. I need to get a Mecca. I need to get a Mecca helmet for the background over here. That's what hey, I need. I, I was thinking that too. Now we're going to make that happen for you. <laughs> Thanks coach. Hey, and if you talk to coach Buck, tell him I got a special gift coming for him. Uh, you know, last year he, he bought me these boots and, and I don't really wear boots, but I keep them as souvenir trophies, you know, in my office. Nice. Uh, yeah, he bought me these last year. So I got a special gift from him coming from the south side of Dallas to Alito about the about some shoes that we were. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of shoes are they gonna be? Hey, I'm, I'm a, he gonna be surprised. They're gonna, they're gonna be some nice shoes, though. <laughs> <laughs> you sure he's gonna wear it? Cause he's out there, you know, walking in the mud and stuff. Yeah, he's nah, in he cow pastures. No, no, he's gonna wear them. I'm gonna make sure his linebacker uh keys is gonna make sure he puts them on it. We got a whole outfit for him. <laughs> Buck's never gonna look so good, man. That's fantastic. Hey, 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 hey. Buck gonna have a whole new image. He's gonna be eight-time Timmy that day. <laughs> <laughs> How about Buck? I mean, what he's been able to accomplish. What do you think about uh his accolades and being a uh, you know eleven-time state champion? You know, what what those guys have what at, at Alito have done, you know, is it, I, I can't even put it to words. You know, over that amount of time, I think he won his first title in '98. 
And now we're talking about Wisted in 2023. He's got 11 titles. I believe he's probably lost in the championship a couple of times, which could easily be, he probably could easily have 15. You know, uh, the way those guys compete, the structure, the way they run their program, it's a lot of things that we modeled here at South Oak Cliff that help propel us to a certain level to get to this title run too. And like I tell all the people all the time, you know, they say, you know, Alito got 11. Well, I say, you know, we've been going at it eight years at South Oak Cliff. In the first eight years, how many did Alito have in that first eight? And that's what we're trying to mimic and say, if you look back 20 years from now, you know, hopefully South Oak Cliff will have 11 titles in. And, and we'll be talking to putting me, you know, to school and in the city of Dallas on a whole nother type of throne. Well, you were the ones that knocked him out of the playoffs a couple of years ago. And I remember him telling me uh, he tried to grow the grass really high to kind of slow down your speed. <laughs> and then he yeah. saw some of your linemen and he goes, are these guys in the NFL? I've never seen kids this big. Yeah. I, I, well, one thing I can tell you about Alito, you know, you, you can have them down in the first half, but it's something about halftime adjustments and what they do at halftime. I don't know if he goes in there and maybe they got some computer chips in the kids or something. But, you know, they'll come out and be a totally different team in the second half, and, and that's a true testament to coaching, you know, what the, what the staff out there does, you know, to make those guys that successful in the way they buy into their program year in and year out and how supportive they are of their program. And that's that's really one of the, the teams that we modeled ourselves after, especially is trying to be better up front on the offensive line because that's the number one thing that impresses me is the cohesiveness of the offensive line group year in and year out, no matter if they're talented or not talented, those guys are all going to move and step and, and, and be on the same page every time. Well, I know he's very happy that he's not in the same division with you guys anymore. <laughs> and tell him likewise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's great. I'm going to definitely show that to Coach Buck. <laughs>